Consens well <laughs> Welcome to, uh, Consensus Unreality Welcome to 2022. Consensus Unreality 2022 2022 The year of The big event Yeah, we're broadcasting From Insurrection Day In the United States of America um, uh, uh, We hope you had A wonderful new year um if you missed it we did a 2021 roundup episode on our patreon at patreon.com slash consensus unreality we also talked yeah no it was awesome i really enjoyed talking with you about uh, eyes wide shut eyes wide shut you know new laying some new eyes on eyes wide shut as as one of us may or may not have said um but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we kind of gave some new insights on uh, all the episodes of the past year too. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we do a bunch of bonus episodes there. We when we take little breaks on the main cast, um, you know, we'll always be uh, uploading an episode there every week or so. Um, some written content. Uh, you know, posts. We're doing some weird rituals over there once in a while. Um, scrolling around while. on the Ouija board. Yeah, no, I was thinking it's about time to get back into it. Um, back on the board. <laughs> back on the board. <laughs> no, get, it's scary. It's scary. It's a scary time. Um, you got to get back on that horse, though. Not exact. Maybe we could, you know, <laughs> rewrite our, um, you know, make some new uh, guiding factors or whatever to what we were yeah. working on. So check out our uh, Patreon. It'll be fun. We'll be posting some stuff there and great feedback from our listeners stuff. over there too. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a small but fervent community at the Consensus Unreality Patreon. So Absolutely. join it or die. Whoa, those are heavy words, um, especially <laughs> for today in this day and age. Um, What's that? Yeah, so uh, what are we talking about today? We're back. First episode. Welcome to Consensus on Reality 2022. 2020 again. Um, We're talking about vampires today. Yeah, vampires. Uh, I thought we made a pact. We weren't going to like make fun of vampires because we're afraid of what they'll do to us, you know? Oh, well, we're not going to make fun. You know, I I am a vampire, you know? Right. Yeah. I, and I am fully in support of the Temple of Set. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> any of this stuff. Um, so just we'll get that out of the way. Right. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting. Uh, you know, we're talking about um, this book uh, by Don Webb, Energy Magic of the Vampire, uh, Secret Techniques yeah. for Personal Power and Manifestation. It's real um, weird. It's a weird book. Yeah, saw this pop up on Twitter or maybe no. What I think it was the farm. Yeah, we heard about it. Somebody was talking about it on the farm, and it's a it's a new book. Um, 
and it's on Audible. Like it's kind of a really, it's a good book to be on Audible. I think. Um, yeah. Although I'm looking through the physical book now, and there's a lot of like diagrams that I missed. So that's. That makes sense. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like, like sigils and uh-huh. uh, runes. And he may, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a. Uh, I would say more than half of the book is kind of just like instructions on like various rituals. So it's really a. It's not really about like energy vampires or like psychic vampires in the like sort of pop psych way of like here's how to ditch the psychic vampires in your life, babe. It's more like about like really the Michael Aquino tradition of left hand path magic. And so it's, you know, right. Yeah. Temple it's of kind Sad. of scary terrain. Um, certainly. Uh, and I think we'll get into the implications of, um, using these processes and this kind of magic. Um, it really comes out of kind of the, uh, uh, Anton LaVey's church of Satan, which uh, some of that's in there. Yeah, that's kind of you know Aquino was a was a high um, yeah 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 ranking member of the Church of Satan and uh, once Anton Lavey started um, basically charging people for their rank you know because um, right I'll spin it back a little bit Anton Lavey uh, kind of got a taste of the good life a little bit and. Um, he couldn't really keep that gravy boat going as much as he would have liked to. So he started charging people basically for higher levels of membership in the church of Satan. Um, he was kind of just trying to, you know, squeeze it out a little bit. It seems kind of like his bag too, you know, like a sort of a right. fun loving party. And uh, he was kind of, yeah, he was like a hustler of yeah. people's rebellious energies, I guess. Something interesting about the, this web uh, book, Energy Magic of the Vampire, is, and something I like about it, um, it's broken up into like the schools of thought that came to influence the book itself. So, like, there's a whole section on, on like Thalema and like what you can get from that. There's interestingly, like, a whole section on Pascal Beverly Randolph, which I thought was cool because I kind of like him. Uh, and then there's sections on like Michael Aquino on uh, the rune magic of Stephen Flowers, mm-hmm. and it continues through different people. Um, and so it's kind of cool to see that sort of this like constellation of occult figures, uh, you know, uh, displayed here, but all kind of like you know, uh, through the lens of like this kind of weird idea of vampire that the writer has, which is like this very particular, like being like energy, kind of like energy being that both is and isn't like you. It's like this kind of weird, like it's kind of like the solar body, except the opposite of that. Right. Um, yeah. It's kind of a, a merging of your cosmic consciousness and your, um, sort of animal, uh, primal consciousness. Uh, I guess it was Freder Akkad, the um, the prodigy and and rebel of uh, Aleister Crowley's uh, magical tradition, yeah. who had said that um, the human consciousness is sort of ascending the tree of life, as the 
the Godhead consciousness that we have in us is descending the tree of life. And mm-hmm. they're at these, uh, these points of confliction that is like what's driving the human force. And there's something that's talked about a lot in this book that's called, um, I'm sorry. Now, what does he call it now? The parasite? Is it the human parasite? Yeah. The social parasite, the social parasite. Yeah, which is, which is funny. It's like, the. it's very, for some reason that like reminds me of like a teenager who listens to like the misfits or something. It's like such a, the, the concept of the social parasite, like everyone, that everything they tell you to do, man. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like, um, has similarities to Gurdjieff's con- concept of like the robot, yeah. you know, like kill right, or even like robot. the super ego, right? Or the yeah. Freudian super ego. So yeah, but it's just kind of, uh, and you know, like this book is so weird because it's like I don't disagree with like the basis of a lot of like like it seems like this is probably a good way to get personal power and manifestation, but. It's very, it's not, it's kind of nihilistic and a little bit like pickup artisty. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very pickup artisty, uh, not a good sell. And I mean, like it, it's, I'm not even really trying to sell this, but I do think it's, um, I think it's a really interesting read because of, uh, how polarizing it could be from like concept to concept. Yeah. Um, I think that there are a lot of ideas and um, processes within this book for people to sort of break their own um, negative habits, you know, whether they be social or literally maybe addictions and stuff like that. Um, There's that kind of uh, work in this book, Um, you know, and some people kind of need a um, more regimented, uh, you know, set of, um, processes really. Cause it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's not a religion, but it is, it is kind of, um, dogmatic a little bit. Yeah. It's, well, it's framed. It's framed yeah. in a way. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, there's, there's also the, the aspect of this where I think that this, um, set of rituals and workings, um, come with great responsibility because I could see these yeah. tools. Um, I think the inclination is to see these things being used negatively, you know, the outsider in reading this book. Did you feel that way too? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean the first like page of the book is like a curse on, on the reader who would read this book and like mock it or like, you know, read it with like un it's just like this like like really kind of fucked up thing to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like i you know here i am i i right now invoke my guardian spirits against this you know like (laughs) i don't want to get cursed for like trying to be honest about a fucking vampire book associated with the temple of set and it's i don't know i feel like the guy's kidding himself if he thinks that there's like no like nothing bad about like that whole situation (laughs) with like michael Aquino and stuff well you know be that as it may, we can't see the people closest to us all that well sometimes. So if he was like a personal disciple of Michael Aquino, I guess you can kind of see why <laughs> why it might be harder to uh, be like, what the hell? Um, but that's with my that's like my most lenient benefit of the doubt. 
yeah. I mean, it's um, you know what it feels like? It feels like a very 90s book. It feels like it comes it sure does, a lot yeah. out of um, 90s work culture and um, I know so many office scenes. Yeah, a lot of which is kind of like scenes, a, right? Um, it's not like it's not obsolete, but it's dated. Like like power politics within the office. I feel like are still around. Like, but I feel like that age. Yeah, 90s is a good way of describing it. It's like I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just like n- not because those kind of like office scenarios still certainly exist. There's sales rooms yeah, yeah. and there's, you know, uh, all kinds of shit like that. I think it's maybe those are the people who would be interested in this book because it kind of like right. teaches them how to restructure their interpersonal relationships in a way where they can extract power and energy from other people. Um, and kind of like right. there's also a system of, judging other people's like roles within society you know like basically categorizing people as certain types of energy vampires or certain types of you know people and then learning how to use them in one way or another yeah it's very uh it's all about how to maximize like the energy flow through you and like it's not just about taking energy from people it's also about how to it's like very strategic and it's very like it it feels very much sometimes like reading like an intelligence briefing like Mm. like about like best practices for espionage or something but right right i do i mean it's an interesting thing and i especially like when he gets into like the historical folklore of the vampire which is something i really like because it's so universal and such an interesting interesting like tradition um even though he kind of like is taking it from a very particular angle of like trying to like back up his own theory on what the vampire is like um i still thought it was kind of a cool early in the book a sort of a cool rundown of like possible meanings of like vampiric folklore and you kind of like want to at least when i was listening to the book and i was like because it's the kind of book you have to kind of go along with to get anything out of. So you kind of like place yourselves in the Definitely. shoes of someone who's taking this seriously. And I was like, all right, I am vampire. And so it was like, uh, you know, and then I was, uh, I was driving with like the, the person that I'm seeing right now. And this like big beam of sun came through the window and I went, Wah! and, and it's like, and it wasn't on purpose, so I'm kind of, you know, I was living the vampire life for a minute, but uh, I feel like skeptical. I got, I was on the end of the receiving end of the curse. I got like, uh, really, my car got smashed into, and then oh man, uh, I got a new door on my car, and then the day that I had got the door, I was like unloading Christmas presents out of the back uh, seat of my car, and somebody smashed into my door on the street driving like 80 miles per hour down like a regular street smashed into my door i was like uh 12 inches from being killed so my mind my mind is always prepared to uh equate anything to uh being cursed or something like that but yeah maybe you didn't go into it with the right intentions huh yeah i guess so um but i'm ready to wash that away you know uh it's a it's a it's a seriously fascinating book though um especially if you come into it with a little bit of 
knowledge of the 20th century history of the western occult tradition especially in the united states um as there is talk about uh alistair crowley there's interesting takes on alistair crowley's you know form of magic and how that progressed um and of course there's you know a bit of um you know Kenneth Grant's flavor in there and then whatever flavor that is and however you see that flavor and there's um even some Lovecraftian stuff um for sure and um yeah the sections on Lilith and Michael Aquino are so so weird because I mean he gives equal weight to Lilith as like a magical figure which is cool because you never hear about her yeah except as like you know an accomplice to like a whatever people are calling Michael Aquino like master manipulator of like the counterculture or like That's you know like, child uh, molester right like whatever. Yeah. yeah i was gonna say i mean even he even um on some websites is accused of being the zodiac killer right it's crazy yeah. and so you know i wonder and you know the eyebrows come on like he's like obviously uh hamming it up a little bit and yeah i don't think he did much like i guess he like fought like the accusations against him like on that military base and you know people have talked about Aquino endlessly on other podcasts. Like I think the farm episode is a good place to start, but like, so we don't need to like get into this whole shit, you know, here, but Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously he's like a massively sketchy character and died, I think with two, two bullets to the back of the head (laughs) in a suicide like a few years ago. So, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's cool to see the (laughs) Lilith Aquino Aquino chapter it's like yeah it's because it almost feels like Don Webb is coming from her kind of lineage more than uh, her husband's yeah I um, think well I think he's um, kind of just giving her a lot of attribution to building what the Temple of Set became um, <laughs> yeah Aquino's a really interesting character uh, he was in Vietnam in um like a was it he was in like a psy warfare division right um yeah yeah he was a psychological warfare guy yeah like pretty big in it and uh interestingly I was reading on another page that his like general in Vietnam had uh said that QAnon was coming out of the Army of Northern Virginia, which is like uh-huh. a, a group that is made up of like ex-military intelligence specialists and stuff. Like right. That. Um, yeah. So there's a there's a weird, interesting connection to the QAnon stuff. I know people are probably sick of hearing that, but it is January sixth. You know. Right. So it, that's kind of a strange thing that that popped up with this and. You know, I'm sure people <laughs> probably have all kinds of connections um, or make make connections, at least in terms of conspiracy stuff with the Temple of Set, because these, yeah. you know, outwardly these um, occult groups that outwardly uh, embrace satanic or left hand path imagery, I think, are, are very easy to project onto. And I'm not saying that there's not clear right. um places to uh make speculation to i mean yeah i mean uh, yeah it's like the program to kill like mcgowan thing where it's like always he always has to mention like 
something happened on Alistair's, Alistair Crowley's birthday or like on Halloween, like there's only so many days in a year. And well, you know, I, I have such mixed feelings about that thing, but like at a certain point you are kind of just projecting meaning onto, um, I don't know, with like the Temple of Set stuff, I feel like some of it's a bit like, uh, like not satirical, but like uh, self-aware. And it's not like, I don't, do you know what I mean? Like in a way, Satanism was like a very campy, you know, Levain Satanism was a very campy kind of pseudo religion. I think the some of the occult schools are similarly like, I don't know, yeah, self-aware, but Maybe I'm giving them too much slack. Maybe they're just a bunch of like, you know, monstrous people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who's I, who's to say? I don't really know that aspect of it. Um, but at the same time, um, LeVay's form of like theatrics, I think, is what turned Aquino away. And as I mentioned right. before, also the, the kind of financial aspect um, – is supposedly what turned him away too to form the yeah. Temple of Set. Um, LeVay seems like a kind of like he would have been a tough character to deal with if you were trying to do any sort of like legit um, occult, you know, workings right. or I think, form yeah. any sort of like community. That he was like, he was basically like a, you know, an atheist. And yeah. that the Satanism of the time was more or less atheism. And interestingly, in this very, you know, for lack of a better term, religious book, Energy Magic of the Vampire, yeah. there's this whole section about like, basically like meat brains, you know, it's like, it's like, there's this whole section about like the physiology of the brain and how that's all, all you are. And it's like, but then like, they kind of go, they're like, be that as it may, <laughs> like, and they go on to do the rest of this book about magic and like, I don't know, it's like there's this weird atheistic urge within occult circles. I think that it's like incompatible with, with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of um, the work in this book is, you know, the relationship between inner and outer mysteries and, and dissolving any perceived um, discord between the two. So I guess that's right. that's kind of living the mythology, you know, is what is really yeah. what this book is about, and and you know, manifesting the myths into ideas and and power in your, you know, physical material life. Um, mm. It's 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 hard to decipher, like when the language is so symbolic, you know, in all of these texts yeah. and and rituals and stuff, especially in this book, a lot of. Um, you know, talk about the immortality of the vampire and stuff like that. And... Right. And there's, there's even like, it's kind of interesting because every, like every aspect of the, the vampire legend is kind of like reconstituted within this book. Like there's this whole part about like how to turn other people into vampires, which is obviously like in the vampire folklore, pretty big. And also like, usually a physically literal kind of thing where like the bite or like the blood of the vampire or something like that is what makes you eventually be a vampire. But the, yeah. So there's always like kind of like workarounds where like, you know, blood isn't really blood, um, which is like the eternal issue with like people who criticize Crowley for like the sacrificing babies thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
babies aren't actually babies. It's about not, like masturbation or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, like I, I could like waver, you know, on, on that stuff, like between I know. Who, who and what yeah. I'm reading, you know, like this guy's For sure. a monster. Like, yeah, reading like Jason Horsley. Yeah. It's like uh, Vice of Kings by Horsley. It's like, I'm like, oh man, I should probably get rid of my Crowley books. This is <laughs> really messed up stuff. Interesting time but to be breaking up, Ben. Winking kind of. Oh, damn. Yeah, what I the hell that. is that bat behind oh, well. your head? Watch out! I'm protected. Um, I'm protected against the vampire by... Are you? The what cross you of Jesus Christ. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. I have a big rosary. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wait, what? How, did I break up a bunch there? No, no, just a, just a little bit when you're so. talking about Crowley, but I mean we've we've spoken at length about uh, that before. The sort of, uh, yeah, hyperbolic yeah. Um, analogies and stuff that Crowley has in his work, uh, if they're to be taken literally, sometimes or not, is depends on who you talk to, you know, or who, right. yeah, like yeah. I said, who you're reading or listening to. Um, yeah, so yeah, same as any of this stuff. And it's so much. It's all, yeah. I kind of wish, for my own purposes, that this book was. I thought it was initially going to be more of an a uh, kind of like a chronological like account of the history of the Temple of Set, and um, kind of more about his experience within this group, and because he was kind of the. It seems yeah. like he was. Uh, Don Webb kind of came into it, maybe like ten years after it was. Uh, because I guess he came into it in the '90s, and he's kind of talking about like hanging out with uh, like Playboy right. models and stuff, and it kind of being this sort yeah, of, like yeah. funny, glamorous scene. Um, but yeah, I thought it would have been interesting uh to read more of that. Um, because I don't really think I'm gonna do any of these ritual processes or anything, you know. And th there's a lot of that in the book, right? But albeit, I mean, I do think that stuff um, could be useful in, in, in some ways for people that aren't going to go, you know, feet overhead into uh, the Temple of Set, you know? Right. But maybe we should just get on the get on the horn and like just start being like this stuff is stuff is evil. Stuff maybe that seems to be like the trend right now yeah to, to like reject like all the cia summoning demons like uh it's just i find it all very uh very kitschy and kind of like lame but I you know I, i'm like, i'm attracted to that stuff like yeah no, it's like as an aesthetic <laughs> right um, and I, I think that there's some crazy stuff going on, but I, I, it's just all very precious, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that we, we have like a fitting podcast name for our, for our take uh -huh. and especially yeah. like a book, this polarizing, um, where, you know, I'm kind of just like sitting on top of the fence or whatever, you know, and yeah. I can't really jump off on either side because I think it, it's really interesting. There's a lot of uh, really, really uh, 
it, it points out a lot about how people interact, you know, socially and stuff and, and how when you become conscious of that or aware of your actions, um, you know, regarding right. other people, um, there are processes you can do to sort of like change that or maybe better yourself in that scenario or something. Um, right. Yeah. But then I yeah. don't know. There's like certainly elements of this book that are like, you know, having other people as your like power battery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some real like spooky stuff in this too. Uh, yeah. You know. Right. And I think like often he's trying to frame it as like something that happens that like has to just do with human social dynamics of these like power flow currents and the vampire is the person who can like, you know, understand and manipulate those currents. Right. But it's not, that's such a antisocial and kind of like, I don't know, sad way to view the world. And I know that it's how the world works in some ways, but to think, I don't know, it's, it's very, uh, it's just, it feels very disappointing to have to believe in a world like that, where it's like all about like fucking other people over, like getting the better of people in order to like, I don't know, like, like claim their energy. It's like, damn. Right. No, it's it's pretty spooky, and it's it's about power. You know, it's certainly about like power dynamics right. and control, in, enforcing your and implementing power and control over others, um, dominion, and then you know taking <laughs> with that great responsibility. It's an interesting thing. I remember I was watching a long time ago, like the uh, the documentary about black metal and i think it was called like oh, yeah. into the light takes us or maybe that was the one something uh, like that yeah and they were talking to one of the priests of uh he was like a resident priest at one of the churches that got burnt down in norway and he was talking yeah. he was kind of just talking about satanism not this not like this kind of like in depth you know uh niche take on satanism i think he was just kind of talking about like worship of of the left-hand path in general, but he was saying like, that's a, that's a religion. That's a dogma about strength, you know, about, about power and, and Christianity at its heart or the, the Christ myth at least is, is a religion for the weak, you know, and I always thought that yeah. was kind of like beautiful sentiment, you know, I mean, like my interest in Christianity is usually more of like a Gnostic thing. Um, mm. but, uh, you know, I always thought that was nice that there it served as a, as a dogma for people to turn to when they were there at their weakest or something. You know, instead of like, yeah, trying to draw power and dominion over the world. But yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, well, I think the same can be said of most, uh, at least you know, at their core, the most of the Abrahamic religions like Judaism and Islam. There is a lot of uh seeking strength or you know protection when in a state of weakness which is you know the flesh from a higher or central power mm -hmm. but of course that's not how they are that's not how they ever work in practice but right in theory which is i guess kind of where they differ from the pagan kind of stuff which is often about getting things from certain gods by doing certain things um or doing things correctly which is attractive in its own way. So, yeah, I mean, 
the vampire books definitely pagan in that sense. It's it's all about. I I mean it's kind of actually you'd have to read the book. It's kind of hard to explain what his theory of the vampire is like in any kind of pithy way. Well, I think. Uh, like it's summed up in one thing that he says is that through the enactment of like a personal model of the world, you can change objective reality, you know? So by yeah, like about magic. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, I guess the vampire is a magic being, but I feel like he, he goes through the trouble to like distinguish the vampire from like the magician several times. It's an, it's an but, alpha. It's, it, it's the true definition yeah. of an alpha. It's like he talks about that in um in the book a bit about how yeah. um the real alpha of the pa- of a pack of wild wolves doesn't enforce its power by actual like force or brutality that's only like dogs in captivity or or um, right. wolves in captivity rather um like a true alpha the alpha mates of like a pack of wolves like are at the back of the pack and are like watching for the safety and, and direction of the rest of the pack. Right. So they, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, the vampire is, is somebody who recognizes themselves as yeah. like a beacon of power for others to where mm-hmm. they can sort of shift and move people and their energy flow, you know, to, uh, right. I got a guess. Maybe this guy, if he ever heard this, he'd be like, that is not at all the shit. That <laughs> and he, and yeah. He, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, no, <laughs> We're not going to tag him. No, but on the other hand, maybe he's a nice guy. Who knows? I mean, um, it's, it's a, it's a cool book. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm glad it popped up on, uh, on audible. Cause I, you don't really get a lot of the new, this newer, like, occult right. like small press stuff you know yeah i think it's just from this year from last year one it's pretty recent yeah it's from last well it's from 2021 so that's what i meant by this year and this is not true i think some interesting new um takes on on different forms of mythology that are used throughout occult traditions in this yeah. book as well like the he mentions the leviathan as the Ouroboros. Um, which I, the kind of like tongue twister riddle that he's like, uh, expounding it in is really interesting because the Leviathan religiously is, you know, related to the left-hand path. It's related to Typhon. Mm. Um, and it's related who Typhon is, is the Greek form of set. Um, but then also the Ouroboros, this, the serpent eating its tail, um, is is relative to Saturn and time, um, and being right. trapped in the material world. So the uh, seeing the Leviathan as the Ouroboros, um, as as a sort of like state of um of control and like recognition, you know, of of like the self and time. I thought was like kind of interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's funny how much uh, Saturn has been talked about lately, not just between us, but we've seen it all over. Yeah, can we start talking about this book now? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You want to talk about Saturn? Saturn's dumb. I don't even care about Saturn. What, it has a ring? I don't know. I can't. It's crazy. There's 
Kronos. It just seems like it, it it is being pointed out more and more, and it really is. Maybe it was everywhere to begin with, you know. And yeah, once you it start was. connecting the mythology, it's just. But I think the thing too is like, you know, there's there's just not. Maybe I'm I'm gonna sound like naive in saying this, but there's just not that myth, much mythology because you have like Egyptian, Greek, and Roman, you know, and they all just like stole from each other. And that's, yeah. that's like Western mythology right there. And then it's kind of cool. It's like, like the Abrahamic religions also just kind of like built on that stuff. And yeah, also you have the stuff from Babylon with Baal and Tammuz and, 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 uh, that stuff gets adopted into, um, the Abrahamic religions as well. Right. All those bastards, all of those bastards. So it's like our, our mythology isn't isn't that rich, you know, like our Western symbolic mythology. I mean, it's mythology. pretty rich. It's just like there, you know, when you add it all up, like, you know, yeah. three gods gets hammered down into one in every case. <laughs> there's like four versions of each one, you know. Right. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of crazy. It's like, it's it, very sedimentary. It makes it very um it creates a landscape to make a lot a ton of connections you know so i don't know if people's pattern recog is going wild but when you look for saturn it seems to be fucking everywhere right now and you know the fact that saturn is is such like a a planet of intrigue too you know um not just with the rings but obviously the hexagon and the the um the recordings of the the tones and stuff like that right um the speculation about like there's weird speculation about saturn being like a binary star with our sun I did, that would rock where does that even come from i forget i thought that was serious serious is the binary star but there's something what is it about saturn saturn's um is it a black hole I forget Saturn it. time cube. There's there's some speculation about Saturn. Anyway, I'm fucking yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, Saturn. <laughs> I don't know. I'll take it or leave it. I well, like it. There's some interesting. Uh, I was looking at um, the Secret Sun Twitter account today in terms of the yeah. January sixth stuff, and he was making some really interesting connections with the. Uh, the oh, yeah. shaman and ball yeah that was cool and the gate of ball um really interesting stuff man yeah january 6th can't believe it's a year that's crazy weird year the capital capital uh, and hill oh yeah wild wild stuff mithraic wild wild stuff oh did you you know did you enjoy the chapter on energy vampires in the book the chapter on energy vampires and what i'm sorry uh the chapter on psychic vampires in the energy vampire book Um, Uh, it's towards the end it's pretty cool there was a really interesting chapter kind of describing the sort of q mob 
um, not directly, but it's it's like uh, categorizing right. that type of psychic vampire, and and it he's saying that these groups who feed on like cultural egregores as yeah. as energy um, unintentionally, but that's their sort of like psychic vampirism can be pitted against each other and harnessed for energy. Right. And that <laughs> it's just in one sentence and it's really interesting cuz that's the kind of shit that sparks to life like our intelligence communities and stuff like that or different, you know. Um, right. Yeah, where is that? I'm trying to find that. It's in the psychic vampire chapter um towards the end uh but yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really it's a fascinating couple sentences though. Cause it, that's where the implications of, of these different interest groups kind of forming these disinformation campaigns and, and using this stuff. Like are people literally drawing some sort of like egregorical energy from this? Shit? <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's where the, there's a Mark Stavish, uh, the, the, blurb. Wind, the Wyndham Hill dude. No, no, you know, Mark Stavish, the the Egregores book writer. Yeah, no, I know. Um, wait, yeah. is that the, the, there's a Wyndham Hill guy with that name? There's like a Wyndham Hill tape that has like a name super similar to that. That's funny. Craig Stavish or something. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Highly recommend Wyndham Hill. Yeah. Anyway. No, get, get, through uh, the, uh, <laughs> get through the Wyndham Hill catalog. Um. Yeah, and I, I just watched uh, Naked Lunch for the first time in like 10 years last night, and I feel like that has some weird parallels with the vampire book. I don't really know how exactly, <laughs> but there's like kind of like a lot of this sort of manipulation going on and like this kind of transfer of energy type stuff. I mean, this book um, is like it's a very Amer it's got a very American application. I think it's very relevant to American culture and, and fucking yeah. capitalism. You know what I'm saying? Like it's sure. It re <laughs> like it, everything reads as capitalist, but like it reads like as a very capitalist, uh, inspired book. It's, you know, it's got the flavor yeah. of like Ayn Rand, but with, uh, you know, some, some occult, magic for sure yeah i like uh <laughs> i like where he has to like defend himself it's like he does it pretty often where he's like he's like but we're not nazis all right if we were nazis and he's like but we're not sexist yeah, right <laughs> it's like, we're it's nazis, like all right man we would be truly horrible at it yeah um it's like all right man you said it i wasn't even thinking it I mean, Aquino did those rituals at the castle where the SS was held up, right? Um, right. Oh, yeah, that's why he says it. He's like, well, sorry, <laughs> we're not Nazis, even though we got, you know, the main inspiration for our entire temple of Set from, like, a fucking, what was it called? It was, like, Himmler's Castle or some shit. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And so that was like, all right. Himmler's castle. Not, but it was something like that. Coming to Nickelodeon. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know, man. This stuff's it's spooky. 
You like this stuff? It's a little bit spooky. Why do we do this? And all the stuff about runes is interesting, too. I mean... Yeah, I was looking at this, um, like, Earth Magic book I picked up um, at some random bookshop, and it had some, some cool rune stuff in there. Um, man, sometimes with the occult, it kind of makes you wish that none of it was true, you know? <laughs> like, you want to... I guess. <laughs> It makes me want to like, be atheistic, like want to believe in an atheist world. Yeah, I just kind of like try and be mindful about it in the sense of like, okay, that could probably be true. That's a little scary. And then you just kind of try and move <laughs> on from it. <laughs> or like, you know, maybe it's true. Maybe it isn't. I don't really want to think about it right now. And, or, you know, if I want to get into the weeds, I'll be like, I don't know try i mean i'm kind of an afflicted person so maybe i'm just like getting fucked over by all this occult brooding i mean i like you you fucking click like the first three websites when you search uh michael aquino on you know not google but like uh -huh. duck i'm using duck duck go here the first three websites are like it's not there's got to be a new name for like post q anon people because I just don't even want to say QAnon anymore. So there's got to be like a cool word for it, but like, not yet. I guess just like you know, black pilled, red pilled, whatever. Yeah. But this website's cool as hell looking. It looks like it's fucking from like 15 years ago. It there's like Adbusters drawings of little kids with like wires going into their heads and shit. And it's oh, all about like, you know, there's the there's a tab here for adrenochrome endochrome chemicals. Geopolitics. <laughs> it's an ad for <laughs> it's not an ad it's, I like want a, some. it's like a page button you know uh it's like yeah. want some adrenochrome right to joe p.o box blah 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 blah. i feel like there used to be that kind of stuff seriously some head who's making this heady artwork here because this shit looks wild it, there's a, this image looks like uh garbage pail kids of like <laughs> some ad adrenochrome politician it's pretty sweet um Yeesh. oh it's got the uh, that one artist from the Zagate with the neon uh, figures right. and stuff anyway welcome you know 2022 it's gonna be a we're good back. year we're back uh i think uh yeah we've got some cool interviews coming up and would also love to hear what you guys would like to have us cover uh specifically our beloved patreon subscribers but also anybody else um anybody else um totally and you know we'll jump into the the ufo stuff i think too um because we've got been, a lot of good ufo stuff we've been getting heady on the uh the occult stuff recently i think and i yeah. don't know i guess we've been bouncing around but it's such a spooky time people are talking about such spooky nefarious stuff and everybody's freaking out so I know, back in lockdown. Conspiracies running amok. Um, you know, I would. I wanted to get. I wanted to use some money to get the Gwyneth Paltrow uh, <laughs> apothecary psychic vampire. Psychic vampire. Um, what do you call it? Uh, repellent. That Spray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a perfume. It's like thirty bucks. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, but then I looked up the ingredients and it's just like lavender, like 
rose water maybe you could make it sage i could yeah probably have these ingredients here that's funny i mean it's the intention that goes into making it that keeps the psychic vampires away they're like i smell one of the paltrow's vibes i can't can't go near this person i don't I know like it's funny I... that psychic vampire is even like a a thing it's like it's such a popular like phrase it just like means like someone you don't like at this point no i don't i don't think so i actually think it's so on the nose uh do you i do this is a psychic vampire i've never met one <laughs> i don't know maybe you should reread that chapter but i, I oh you mean his chapter on it no i mean like the general like understanding of like the pop psych version of it you know yeah, no, I think there's a different, a couple different types, honestly, and yeah, uh, and no, I think he nails it in this book. It's pretty apt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, like, I think all of us kind of have psychic vampiristic uh, tendencies too. You know, it's kind of like sure. there's um, yeah, I don't know. There's this sort of like taxing people when you do a good deed for them and stuff like right or like for he, sure. he gives an example of a like somebody who gets other people jobs but then like reminds them of it all the time and like right. is like you better do good with that job or i could get you fired and like holds it above their heads you know so it's like yeah. the good deed serves as a sort of like power drawing mechanism um there's i don't know there's a lot of elements to it where like psychic vampire it seems like a very on the nose term i think it is i mean it's a distinct thing from energy vampires for, like, him, for sure oh, sympathy like black holes you know people right, like draw sympathy for what is he? he said he says like stealing the joy of others is like one of their main <laughs> methods like it's just, it's just funny because it's like i guess my critique of it is like it doesn't really seem like a vampire i think it just feels like someone's you're always like describing just like a jerk or like kind of like like a a, a bad vibes like what's the like how, like a, a well, downer it's, it's it's like a a psychic vampire right it shouldn't a psychic is just kind of like a fill-in word and really right. that that should be an energy vampire because they're taking i guess so. other people's energy and you know converting yeah. it into their own um they're feeding their, are they though they're feeding their social parasite their own yeah. needs their their requisites their um well, that's their, a distinction they're, they're feeding right? their desire through right. drawing energy from others by you know uh creating catastrophes like out of nothing um it's just funny because it doesn't feel like i don't feel like there's any type of person who actually gains like like any kind of pleasure or like sustenance from like i guess i understand like i kind yeah, of understand it but like you're self-employed i don't you understand how you benefit you're self-employed and you've been self-employed <laughs> for a long time you know go get a job and then tell me that freaking psychic vampires no, no, that's fair you sick fuck like they're out oh, there that's true they're running like, a well, that's like that's like power play stuff. Like, I feel like that's, that's like, what they say. Almost like, that's what it is. Though. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Or like, cause I mean, even like in the one paragraph where he's talking about like, I was no, hoping Gwyneth Paltrow was going to give me something I could spray on my boss, you know, and get him to give me five <laughs> minutes of breathing room, you know, but right. instead she's just rebranding lavender. 
Right. I guess it's funny because just like it doesn't seem very psychic. It's just like it's just like being a controlling dick is kind of like the same thing. Yeah. No, I don't. So yeah, psychic isn't the right word. Um, but maybe it is because psychical things yeah. happen unconsciously all the time. You know. Sure. Yeah. But it's kind of funny that if there's no distinction between an energy vampire, as Don Webb defines it, and like, what was the point of writing this whole book? No, he makes <laughs> it, it kind of boils. He, he makes the distinction clear. He says that an he does energy many times. Vampire is somebody who's in control and is conscious right. of you know their methods for drawing energy from others. Um, but is it so different than like the sort of like downer like person who's like, if it's like if both of their motivations are like increasing their power or control of a situation or environment, is the distinction all that important or like, uh, I, I guess it's like, if yeah. you're the battery or you're the, like the victim of, of either of these things, then the distinction yeah. is that in the case of the psychic vampire, your energy has been converted into like waste just to feed their social parasite but if you've been fed on by the energy vampire, then yeah. your energy has been used to um, for this higher elevated being's ascension, you know. Right. It's kind of the great. What uh, are they? Immortal voids. Like his whole like idea of the vampire is really interesting to me because it's kind of like it's kind of like the higher self, like in new age kind of parlance it's but it's it's like i feel like it even works in like the sense of like does he mention this where it's like think of it as like your future self or something like that or maybe i'm getting that from some other thing i was reading recently but or maybe even from like eric wargo's book um but it's like a similar thing where like you're like kind of speaking or like doing deeds with this or for this interdimensional entity that's like part like kind of you yeah crazy yeah no i i think that's the that's certainly the the implication is that you know humans have an inherent like godhead immortal consciousness um right but i don't know so much of this um some would you call this a cult the temple of set there or an order let's say an order i'll be respectful there yeah it's like an occult cult order an yeah. occult order i don't know if it's like so much i'm of, really yeah i don't know about the inner workings and like how culty it really is or if it's more of like a yeah 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 lodge you know uh so much of the temple of set their tradition comes from the left hand path stuff that Grant is talking about the Cleophothic um yeah Cleophoth Cle how are we saying that word? Clip off. Yeah no I don't, I don't. <laughs> path of like the tree of life which is basically like drawing near um drawing near like uh inhabitors of other realms, you know, like uh who essentially are like giant forms of, of vampires, right? Who feed, who yeah. are said to feed on humanity, essentially like, you know, minions of, of uh, a great dark force, you know? I was just looking at the index here and he doesn't mention Kenneth Grant once in this book. He doesn't mention him, but 
it's like but it's like so obviously an influence there's, su there's such a clear connection and i mean like all yeah. of grant's books you know set is is uh right is is the new isis's lodge like is keeper as well you know like i wonder if there's like bad blood probably. between like the temple of set and like the grantian independently wealthy people or whatever is wrong with, with him um maybe one was british intelligence and one was american yeah yeah that's <laughs> the old mi6 versus cia or, yeah. or is it mi5 i never knew the distinction i didn't see that one that came out like a year ago i don't know which one <laughs> get it mission impossible Oh, uh, uh, ha, ha. oh, good. I don't Pretty know. good. Maybe we should talk about like Loch Ness monster or something. Isn't that like Aleister Crowley's dinosaur ghost? Let's just get some like. Let's get some real conspiracy people on. And we'll just be like, yeah, I heard your episode about that fucking book. You know? Yeah. Let's get. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm not going to name any names, but. I think it would be fun to have good old Mike Bruno back on to talk about some cryptozoology type stuff. Maybe some ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someday soon. I guess with the whole pandemic part two, <laughs> it's harder to do stuff, but is it, it seems like everyone's kind of given up institutions and people individually. So maybe we can just do whatever we want. It does, like, it's, I don't know. It seems like nobody knows what the fuck is going on anymore. Nobody, <laughs> nobody gives a shit that, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an amazing thing to see now, not to sound too cynical about it all, uh, and, and not to downplay the seriousness of it, obviously, but like yeah. the fact that the, uh, the government of our country is just like, uh, I don't know, they figure it out, whatever, like, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you got this. You could figure it out. Know. Like basically, like just you know, shuttering the windows and being like, "Well, you, I don't know, but what do I know?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could cut it there and then. Um, yeah kind of extend the conversation into some weirder aspects of what's going on recently and and uh maybe some hot takes on this book for the patreon um patreon.com slash consensus on reality that's right folks uh for the price of a bagel with with butter um <laughs> the price of two coca-colas one yeah. red bull um whatever uh, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time well we won't actually see you but we'll, we'll, be we'll back. talk to you next time yeah